0: We're going to do our confessions together, and then Mother Mitchell's going to declare the word. Amen. Amen. So you can go ahead and do the confession in the mic with us. So if you got your Bibles, would you grab your Bibles in your hand or your phone, your iPad, whatever you connect to the word of God with... Repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am.
1: I am what it says I am.
0: I can do what it says I can do.
1: I can do what it says I can do.
0: I will have what it says I will have.
1: I will have what it says I will have.
0: Alright, I'm a part of Deliverance Temple.
1: I'm a part of Deliverance Temple. Where we love. Where we love. By
0: living our vision every day.
1: By living our vision every
0: day. Amen. We connect with our Creator continually. We connect with our Creator continually. We confess our deliverance consistently. We confess our deliverance consistently. We commit to serve creatively. We commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Father God, Father God, through elect Lady Mitchell, feed us this word. Amen. Put your hands together. Amen.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord. I honor God for being here. I honor him for his presence in this place. I honor him for who he is. And I thank him on this morning. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we want you to bless this word, God. I want you to get in it, God, and have your absolute way. Let the word come forth with clarity and understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. I enjoyed the prayer. If you were here for the prayer, it was a beautiful prayer. Yeah. And uh, in the prayer, Sister Athelon was talking about counterattack. Yeah. And that blessed me on the inside. Because yeah. I'm a fighter by nature. I'm not going to let the devil buffalo me in anything without giving putting up a fight. Uh-huh. And um, recently, when she said counterattack, I was thinking, I said, now, if you're going to counterattack, you got to have something to work with. You can't counterattack without any ammunition, without any tanks, without any warfare materials. And see, the United States right now, we're helping helping Ukraine. We're giving them, um, what are those big trucks? Tanks, that's what I'm trying to say. Giving them tanks and air um, missiles to counterattack the enemy. And so that word blessed me, and it kind of goes with what I have to, uh, the Lord has given me on today. And see, uh, in order to counterattack, you got to be attached to something. You have to be attached and assigned. And that's the word for today. We must be attached and assigned. And see, recently, um, the pastor's been preaching about uh, being a better Christian, a better me in 2023. And in order to accomplish this, you've got to be attached to God. And we are all assigned as his witnesses to tell others about him. Amen. So first, let's define the word. I'm going to define attached. I'm going to define assigned and also assignment. Attach, it means to fasten or affix, to join, to connect, to bind by ties or to regard. Assign, to give out or announce as a task, to appoint as to a post or duty, to designate or to ascribe. Assignment. Something assigned, a position of responsibility. And I like that last part, a position of responsibility. We are all given a position of responsibility to be his witnesses in the earth. Amen? And see, with each assignment, you get a set of instructions. And when I was in college going to Ball State, and I had to write a term paper, They gave me specific instructions. They said, number one, you can't plagiarize. You cannot take somebody else's words, put them in your paper, and act like they're yours. They told me, you got to have some footnotes. You got to double space this paper. It got to be typewritten. You also got to have a bibliography at the end. You got to tell what sources you got this material from. So, if I wanted to pass or fail the class, I had to follow the instructions. Amen? And guess what? The Bible contains 66 books full of instructions and guidelines on how to live a successful life that pleases God. We must follow these instructions and guidelines if we want to please God. And so I'm going to give you a few Basic um, scriptures. Which kind of define our assignment. First I'm going to uh, Matthew 5 and 16. It says let your light shine before others. So that they may see your good works. And glorify God. And give glory to God your father. Who is in heaven. And what this says is. It's like we ought to be like Peter and John. When people see us, they see the light of Christ in us. We ought to be able, the people ought to say, we ought to be able to tell them, look on me. I got what you need. I got peace. They ought to be able to look on me and want what I have. But if your light is dark, they're not going to want what you got. Amen. John 15 and 7. If you abide in me. And my word abides in you. Ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. Hallelujah. Now the word abide goes with attached. I'm going to stay, remain. I'm going to be fixed in Jesus. And his word is going to remain in me. Okay, these are basic Scripture's about being attached to the Father. Let's go to John 15 and 12. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. And see, a commandment, that's a mandate. That's not optional. He told us to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. And see, if we loved on all humanity... We wouldn't be even be dealing with the Tyree Nichols situation on today. That wouldn't even be an issue. And so we all need to check our love. Amen. So my first point: if we remain attached to the things of God, it will complement and help us complete our assignment. Now, if we detach ourselves from the Lord, then the assignment becomes complicated, and it might not get completed. Anything that is only attached can be easily detached by our choices. Let's look at the prodigal son. He was brought very low because he became detached. The prodigal son told his father one day, he said, look, Dad, I want my inheritance, I want all that belongs to me. Give me everything. Because, see, the prodigal uh, son, like my mama used to tell me, he was smelling himself. So he said, I want everything. I'm out of here. And so the prodigal son, he did riotous living, did whatever he wanted to do, partying, living reckless. But one day his money ran out. And the friend ran out. And the prodigal son, he became in need because it was a famine in the land. And while he was feeding slop to the pigs, he came to himself. He had a rude awakening. He said, look, I'm living beneath my privilege, way beneath my privilege. My daddy is rich. My daddy got hired servants. And I'm going to repent, I'm going to get up from here, I'm going to rise and go back home to my father. And that's all God wants some of us us to do. You need to look at your situation and come back to the father. That's all he wants us to do. He's constantly wooing us and encouraging us. I'm here for you. I love you. I love you with the everlasting love. And all he wants us to do is come back. Amen. Amen. And see, when you are just attached to something, your mind has not been renewed. See, uh, the prodigal son's mind wasn't renewed. And when your mind isn't renewed, you haven't spent enough time in relationship with God. So when the flesh expresses its needs, you immediately obey the flesh. And you know, uh, when... um, I turned uh, 18, and I came to Ball State. I said, I'm getting out of this house. I'm going to do my own thing. My Lord. And I did my own thing for about six months. Um, but I, I said, I'm going to just hang around the church like I've been doing. Because, you know, as young people, we would get saved and get unsaved and all that, you know. So I said, I'm just going to hang with the church. And when I came to Muncie... I knew a friend that I had met at district meetings and different things. And so I began to go to uh, First Street. But when I got to First Street, I found some young people that were really saved, really loving the Lord. And uh, I said, I want that. Um, and then I uh, just began to seek the Lord. But when I was in college, uh um you know, different things happen, and, you know, I wanted to go to the football games and go to the dances. And I did go to a couple of them, but that's all I got to. Amen? Because the Lord arrested me. Because I really love the Lord, but I I realized I couldn't do both. And so those young people provoked me to seek the Lord and to get attached to him. And I've been attached to him ever since. So if if you tell me. You can't live safe, and go to college. You can, cause I did. Amen. All right. Attachments can be negative or positive. Some young people attach themselves to gangs just to have a sense of identity, and this attachment can often lead to destruction, such as prison or death. And many college students they join a fraternity or a sorority so that they, for social purposes, and also so that they can have the social camaraderie. My question for you is, will you be faithful to the assignment that God has called you unto? We never have to take God's work on in our own strength. He is committed to equipping his children to do whatever he asks. The scripture says, he that began a good work in you He is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord will never assign any of us a task to do without enabling us and equipping us to do it. Amen. Amen. In the natural, you have several attachments that um, come with your sweeper. But you only need these attachments If um, you're doing spring cleaning, they got attachments for the sofa, attachments for the curtains, all kind of attachments, just to get into deep crevices and things like that. Get in those hard-to-reach areas. And one thing the Lord showed me, he said his word is like an attachment for your sweeper. He said when you go through a deep, Devastating trial, that word will activate and it will go down deep to the joints and marrow of your bones. Now, y'all can't see the joints and marrow of my bones with the visible eye, but they're there. It's on the inside. Amen? Amen. Amen. And when um, I lost my husband, that word went down deep. It got into the crevices of my heart, my soul and it brought healing for the hurt and the pain of grief. But what I had to do, I had to hide that word in my heart. If I didn't already have anything in there, I wouldn't have had anything to bring up, anything to go deep. Because see, things are going to happen because we live in a fallen world. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Amen. So I encourage you, hide in the word and attach to the Lord. My other point, being attached to God does not make you exempt from trouble. The scripture says the righteous must suffer persecution. And now we're going to go to um, Isaiah, the 38th chapter, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read them in the Amplified. In those days, Hezekiah, king of Judah, became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said, For the Lord says this, Set your house in order and prepare a will, for you shall die, you will not live. Isaiah told him, Look, Hezekiah, get your stuff together. Get all your affairs in order, because you're dying today. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the next scripture. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Amen. Hezekiah knew this was the real deal. But he had been doing all God had already told him to do. Amen. Let's look at the next verse. And said, please, O Lord, just remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and truth and with a whole heart absolutely devoted to you and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept greatly. And before Isaiah got out of the courtyard, the Lord told him, Isaiah, Go back to Hezekiah. Tell him, I've heard his prayer. I've heard his plea. I've heard his cry. Tell him, I'm going to add 15 more years to his life. And my question for you is, if you got news like that, what would your response to the Lord be? What kind of testimony would, could you offer it to God? Yeah. Can you say, Lord, I've been attached to you. Yeah. I've been faithful. Yeah. I have followed you. I've done all you have commissioned me to do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's go to the. Um, my, I've lost my uh, notes on my computer, but we'll go. I'm just going to have to wing it because I've, I've lost my notes. But We go into Elijah and Elisha And they were both Attached and assigned Elijah was the prophet Elisha was the student And um, Elijah asked his student He said now what do you want me to do for you When I'm taken up And Elisha said I just want a double portion of your spirit and your anointing. I want what you got. And Elisha told him, he said, well, in order to get that, you have to see me when I am taken up. And so Elijah told Elisha, he said, listen, I got to go to three different cities. He said, I got to go to Bethel, I got to go to Jericho and I got to go to Jordan. And so Elijah told Elisha when he went to the first city, he said, Terry over here, I want you to wait right here. But guess what? Elisha didn't wait. Elisha was right behind him, following him close. Elisha went everywhere the prophet went. Elisha went everywhere. And so Elisha... Remained detached because he knew that if he wanted a double portion, it was, it was, that was a stipulation. That was all part of it. And so when Elijah was caught up into heaven, Elisha, the student, caught his mantle, and Elisha done double the amount of miracles that. Eli- Elijah the prophet had done and he got his answer and he, his, his answer was fulfilled because sometimes you will miss God if you're over here when he told you to be over there you got to be in the right place at the right time to get the blessings of God and see the scripture tells us don't forsake to assemble yourselves together as a matter of some is it's important to come to the house of God And you know what? You never know what your presence will do for somebody. I'll give you a prime example. This morning, uh, Mother Rankin called. She said, Sister Mitchell, I'm not going. And I said, okay, Mother. And then later, her daughter called me. She said, "Uh, can you pick up, Mom? Because she's getting ready. Mother Rankin is attached. She's 87 years old. Her mind is attached. Her heart is attached. This is her life. And I'm going to tell you, somebody else that inspires me when I come in here every time. And that's Brother Jason. He beats me here every time. I'm going to have to go some to catch Brother Jason. But Jason's just saying, Lord, I thank you for what you've done for me. I appreciate the things you brought me through. I thank you for touching me. I thank you for healing me. And see, that's all God wants us to do. He wants to remain attached and faithful to him. And you know, my son Stephen's got a a sign in his um, office, and it says, um, excuses, wait a minute, no, I can't get it right, but it says, oh, this is it, you can't deposit excuses. And that blessed me. And what he's saying is, you can't take excuses to the bank. Because you ain't going to get no money back. Excuses went to Calvary. Uh Amen. Uh So we still got to stay attached and assigned. Amen. Let's go to the next um, um, scripture. Now I'm going to talk about Ruth. And uh, in the book of Ruth, we know the story. Ruth and her mother-in-law were leaving the land of Moab because it was a famine in the land. And Ruth, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, she told um, her both of her daughter-in-law, she said, look, I'm old now. I can't have no more sons. And I want you ladies Go on back to your own country. Go on back to your own mama and your own people. Just go on back. Go on back. And uh, and then Naomi also said, she said, now listen. If I got married tonight and had sons, are you going to wait on these boys till they get grown and marry them? I don't think so. And so Orpah, she pondered that in her heart and she thought about it. Orpah said, Orpah kissed Naomi. She said, bye, see you. Got the door. Go. So Orpah got out of there. Orpah said, I'm, I'm going back. Okay? But Naomi, but uh, Ruth, let's look at the scriptures. Let's see what Ruth said. Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. And she also said, where you die, I'm going to die, and that's where I'm going to be buried. So Ruth was not only attached to Naomi by merit, but she was also, that was part of her assignment. Amen. Amen. That was part of her assignment. And so after uh, Naomi heard that, Naomi said, "Okay, well, you can stay. And when they got to um, Bethlehem, this is the city they were going to, uh, the townspeople, they was out looking. Is that Naomi? They was looking. And they was just surprised because Naomi didn't look the same. It's when she left. She had been gone about 10 years. And um, Naomi said, Yeah, it's me. Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara. Mara means bitter. But Naomi's name meant pleasant and gentle. But see, when you go through trials and tribulations, Naomi had lost Her husband and her two sons. And Naomi allowed that grief to consume her. And when you do that, it shows in your countenance. It shows in your face. You can try to hide it, but bitterness and unforgiveness will show up every time. It'll show up every time. And so um, Ruth and Naomi and Ruth bound themselves together. And Naomi, Ruth came from the Moabites and that was uh, a nation of idolatry and sin. And so when Ruth said, I'm going to live where you live, Naomi had introduced Ruth to the love and presence of God. And so Ruth said, I don't want to go back to that life of idolatry. I don't want to live like that anymore. And so um, my my uh, problem with Naomi is, her first mistake was, she said, call me bitter. That ain't what God called her. She was created in the image and likeness of God. And what Naomi should have said, yes, I've been going through. Yes, I'm grieving. But I'm still fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm created in the image of God. And so don't ever... Um speak negative over your own self. That's like giving the enemy a stick to beat you because that's not what God called you. God said you're the head and not the tail. He said you're above and not beneath. He said you're more than a conqueror. He said you're justified, you're sanctified, you're forgiven. That's what God says. So you got to get into the word to know what God says about you. Amen. You have to. And in this day and age, it is imperative. We don't even have time to waste. We have absolutely no time to waste. Because God is good all the time. And I just want to know, who are you going to be attached to in 2023? What are you going to be attached to in 2023? Because we're living in perilous, crucial times. And since I'm attached to God, my desire is to do what pleases him. And he will equip me to get the job done. And in my senior years, i got to maximize every moment. I don't have time to be in uh, Sister Jeanette's business. I don't have time to worry about what you're doing. I'm, I don't have time to be in your lane. i got to stay in my own lane. i got to mind my own business. And clean up around my own door. Amen. Hallelujah. So that I can see his face in peace. Because I want the Lord to be able to tell me, enter down to the joy of the Lord, good and faithful servant. He told me to be faithful unto death. Hallelujah. And you can't, I can't be faithful to him if I'm trying to meddle in everybody's business, everybody's business. We all got a a full-time job just taking care of number one. Keeping your own mind straight. Keeping your own attitude straight. Hallelujah. And we want to live so close to God that the people on our job know we're saved. They know we got something different. And uh, I just want to say one other thing and then I'll be done. I remember, uh, this has been about maybe 15 years ago, we had a sister at the church and she said, Sister Mitchell, I need you to come over here right away so I can talk to you. And so I went. And then um, when I got there, um, she told me, she said, Sister Mitchell, I want you to know I just drunk me a fifth of whiskey. And I was surprised. I didn't even really know what to say, you know. And I said, oh, okay. And so then she went on to tell me why. See, a lot of people don't know how to cope when they uh, – have problems. And so um, what she had done, she had went to school, signed up for Ivy Tech years ago, and uh, didn't go to Ivy Tech, didn't uh, do right with the school money. You know how how we do. Didn't do right with the school money. And she was all excited. She had gotten a little taxes back. She showed me the paper. Had gotten $6,000. And the IRS took every dime. They took every last penny. So, see, you can try to hook and crook or do whatever you're going to do, but I heard they're going to get their money. They're going to get their money. And so all she had done, she drank a fifth. That's all. I said, well, baby, all you got to do is repent now and go on with the Lord. But, see, when I was going through with my husband, I didn't get a fifth. I didn't need a fifth. All I needed was Jesus to comfort me. And he did just that. Let's stay attached and assigned. Pray my strength in the Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. Let us rise to our feet. Amen. What are you attached to? What are you assigned to? And what are you attempted to let go of that you shouldn't let go of? Hold on to it because your blessing is in it. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. Dear gracious heavenly Father, God, we thank you for the word that we've heard, God. Thank you for what you're telling us. You're telling us not to quit. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. But you've attached us to some things and you've assigned us to some things. And our blessing is us sticking through it going through it and that's part of our counterattack to stay with the things that you've called us to so God strengthen us encourage us and give us hope that we won't be better we'll be better and we give you praise for it. in Jesus name let everybody say amen. amen God bless you we love you you are dismissed